Hello, welcome to the Evolution Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Ferraro, here with my co-host, Dave Sanders. This week we got a special guest, which I'm going to kick over to Dave to introduce. All right, thanks, Drew. So last week we talked uh, with Harry Stein about his New York teams. We ended the conversation talking about Le'Veon Bell. And my wife overheard that. She's a big Steelers fan and wanted to also be part of the conversation because she's got plenty of thoughts on Le'Veon, Antonio, and Ben. So, Kate, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys. Well, let's uh, let's just kind of jump from the start then, Kate. So, Le'Veon Bell talked about holding out at one point, played a little bit last year. Didn't play last year, actually. The year before, he was talking about doing it. Um, so, kind of take us through your thoughts as a diehard Steelers fan when you heard, hey, he's going to start missing a few games. Well, actually, I remember having this conversation with you in particular saying, oh, he'll be back probably by week four. And you're like, no, he can sit out as long as he wants. I thought you were crazy, honestly. But as it got further and further of him just not showing up, I was like, dang, I was wrong about that one. And finally, by midseason, once it was determined, yeah, he's definitely not coming back, it just felt so much better, felt the relief almost in Pittsburgh that James Conner knew he had the job and we didn't have to deal with this Le'Veon drama anymore. Yeah, I guess I got that one somewhat right. Um, I figured he'd be back by week 10 or 11, whichever in the – I think it's 10 is the deadline for him to make a full season and still get paid. Um, Dave, how long did you think he was going to be up? Yeah, I thought that timeline as well. It seems like a lot of the NFL people had it wrong um, because then Schefter and some others immediately said, oh, wait, he doesn't necessarily have to come back at all, whether it be week 10 or, you know, at all. So it was really interesting to see. So you move past Le'Veon. You kind of settled on, okay, Le'Veon's gone. James Conner's my guy. And then this offseason hit. And week 17, Antonio started the drama there. Um, So tell us your thoughts on the Antonio saga. You know, honestly, I didn't realize what was happening until the season was over. And more of the stuff coming out in Pittsburgh about his attitude, the things that he was saying, um, and just fighting with the teammates. And it was very odd because in the past he's always been a great team player you've never thought anything was wrong and then this happened and you just kind of wonder okay what the hell is going on yeah that's very true um i know that was hard to believe for me too so when it first happened and said that okay he wasn't going to play and this was because of you know disciplinary reason i didn't really believe that either and we talked about it and i thought well he'll be back they'll always i mean they always work this out he and ben he and tomlin uh, but this one seemed beyond repair. Yeah, and I think there's there was still a little bit of drama with comments made by Ben, other comments that we don't know what players were saying, whispering out to the media. More stuff was coming out, and I think it was just this constant swirling stew of drama that nobody could move on from, and Antonio was almost living for it there at the beginning of the off season and feeding off of it. Yeah, I'd say it kind of went that direction. I think the biggest thing that I kind of caught on was, like you said, Dave, they kind of popped that, oh, it's a disciplinary issue. It was a bit odd because they were right there at a chance for the playoffs, um, had an opportunity to, to get in if they if were able to win a game and, and you bench your best player. As the offseason kind of wore on, for me personally, I think it was the when I looked at his cap hit, I'm like, there's no way they're going to get rid of him. It's too much dead money. You put up with him one more year, say, okay, hey, let's try to figure it out. If it turns into a dumpster fire, you can move on. So do you think they got enough trading him to the Raiders, or is that just a, hey, he's got to go kind of move? I think at this point he was really 
causing so many problems that we we had to get rid of him and take what we could get. Um, I mean, I would have liked to have more, but bringing trying to bring him back next season was not going to be an option. So I guess if you kind of look at where the steel, the state of the Steelers, um, you take Le'Veon Bell, arguably top three to five back in the league. Obviously, money was a big issue for him. He wanted a whole lot. He wasn't getting the commitment he wanted from the Steelers that he thought he was worth. Gambled, sat out. Um, you can kind of go to Twitter. I think if we can find a couple of these, Dave, we can retweet them. Retweet them. Um, so that way people can see the money. He actually lost a little bit of money, but saved a year of wear and tear. So maybe it makes up in the end. Then you arguably lose probably a top three receiver in the league. So now your offense went from having a top five running back and a top five receiver to not. Is this going to be the end of the run for the Steelers? I don't think so. I just seeing the fact that we've got Juju and James Conner. Now, they don't have the record that Le'Veon and Antonio had, but they're still young in their careers and they've shown a lot of potential. Um, And hoping that Washington can show a little spark. And I know our O-line is going to be just as strong as ever. So I think we're a contender. My biggest concern, and it's kind of scary in that division, is that the Browns might be our biggest threat. And it's very odd to say that because I don't think I would have ever said that. I would say Cleveland has definitely gotten better. Uh, It's kind of hard not to jump on that wagon a little bit. Uh, obviously, Baltimore probably stayed the same. Maybe got a little worse, depending on how you look at that defense. Cincinnati's still Cincinnati. Uh, there's not saying they can't string a couple together. I don't really. It kind of depends on what they do in the draft. I think it's going to be a lot for them. Um, so, I mean, the AFC North, there's. Or, no, it's not. Is it AFC North? AFC North. Yeah, I always get them confused between the North and the East because yeah. yep. they're too close together. Yeah, it's the way they kind of work out. So the obviously, the, you know, the AFC North is going to be good. It's been good for a while now. So where do you see them ending up, Dave? Do you think they make the playoffs? Are they close? Do we take a step back? Where are we at? Yeah, I think Cleveland's definitely the leader for the division. Um, but they should be raided the wild card hunt with the chance of the division. I mean, if you think about it, they didn't have Le'Veon last year. They're losing Antonio. Um, but Juju has turned into a real star receiver, at least top 10 in the league. Um, can play inside and out. And they picked up Dante Moncrief. They're going to make some more moves in the draft. Uh, I still like James Washington, even though he barely saw the field last year, and that is concerning. Ben's still got a little bit left. Um, I guess what concerns me the most is when do they move on from Ben? Because every year, you know, he just keeps coming back, and that's fine. He's been pretty good. But he's always complained about them bringing in young guys behind him and keeps threatening retirement. And then when they draft a quarterback in the third round, like last year, Mason Rudolph, he then complains saying that could have been a weapon you know, they could have used on a different position. So my biggest concern is how long Ben lasts and if there's a clear plan for, okay, two years left, and here's the plan after that. And I think after all of this drama that has happened and – you know, bringing Dobbs back for a second year and letting go of Landry finally, I think they're getting to a point where they're going to have that discussion more. I'm more curious of, are they going to bring Dobbs back again as the number two, or are they going to move on with, with Rudolph? 
I don't know either way. I don't think either of them is is ready. But who knows what they'll do in the draft? Uh, I mean, for, I guess from a draft standpoint, they figure they've got some more pressing issues than Ben. Uh, I think it's one of those, me personally, I think Ben's going to need to learn to swallow his ego and either give them a definitive timeline of, hey, I'll give you two more years. Then he's got to get over the fact that they may draft somebody that's eventually going to replace him. The worst thing they can do is pull an Eli Manning situation, uh, New York Giants, and not have a plan, keep rolling out a you know a dead guy quarterback and hope it works. Um, my concern is they're kind of starting to roll down that path. We just moved on from our best receiver. We've arguably moved on from a top five back in the league. While I think Connor is very good, um, I don't think he's quite the pass catcher that Le'Veon is. I love Juju. I'm a huge fan of him uh, from on the field, off the field. This will be a more telling year for him. He won't have Antonio Brown on the other side to suck in some coverage. So he becomes the true number one, and he has to now deal with all the double coverages and the shifts over to him where he didn't quite have that before. Yeah, I think that's a great point, that it is going to be different for Juju. Um, I think one thing that will be positive, though, for them is just the attitude around the team. It was probably pretty hard to go through the whole Le'Veon, will he play, will he not play saga a year after he missed training camp. Um, and then my biggest thing with Antonio was, even though the cap hit was huge, I always thought that to go through that a second time with another star player would be really hard on these guys. So now having you know, this young team to really build around, and you've got Juju and James Conner, who are two of the most you know, young and positive guys in the league, I think the energy will be completely different around the team, and hopefully this gives new energy to Tomlin and that staff to kind of right the ship here. Well, and around the staff, they have made some big changes with that. I think the biggest one that I am excited about is finally moving on from Joey Porter because I think he helped fuel some of that that drama. And it seems like they're making some better moves to bulk up the defense. My concern is still always at corner with that team. Um, and it seems like... Artie Burns isn't going to make the cut this year. Um, they're still not happy with him. So I, I would see the first round for them going after a corner, especially where they're going to fall in the draft, um, to, to help build that up. And having just positive coaching on that side of the field, I think is really going to help them. I mean, yeah, this is definitely a, more of a defensive heavy draft, so they should be able to get some some off, some weapons there to help them on defense. Um, you kind of brought up coaching staff there. The Steelers are notorious. Uh, I think they've had like three head coaches in their entire franchise existence, which is quite remarkable. Uh, at some point, you had a disgruntled running back. You could argue it's money. You can argue argue a lot of things about it. Then you get a disgruntled star wide receiver. At some point, does some of this fall on Mike Tomlin? And if so, kind of does he? How long does he get a pass for? Whether it's him that ran guys out of town, whether it was Ben, whether it was a combination of both. From a coaching staff standpoint, how much longer does Tomlin get? I don't see Tomlin getting much more unless things start to turn around. I think they're accepting giving him more uh, now based on changing the whole, pretty much the whole staff underneath of them. It's It's been a um, big turnaround. So if they see the positives coming out from that and this drama kind of staying at bay, I can see Tomlin staying around, but if some of this stuff starts to creep back, there's not any improvement seen. 
I can see them starting to look to move on from Tomlin. So you say he doesn't approve. Do you say they go 7-9, to nine, miss the playoffs? Mike Tomlin's looking for a new job. Is it two years, two down years that he runs into it? Kind of where, as, as a Steelers fan, I guess, you might be able to be a better barometer than I would. At one point, you start saying, okay, hey, enough's enough. You, we gave you a good run. Thanks for the Super Bowl. It's been great. You ran off a couple good guys. Let's get some new energy in here. Yeah, I mean, I think if the record is horrendous next year and we don't make the playoffs, yeah, he's most likely done. I would say if we're in a situation how we were this past season where we're right there on the edge for a wild card, um, depending on you know um, what that looks like, I could see them giving him one more year. But again, if it happens for a second year, I don't see him staying around. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I think you're pretty much right on there. Um, I think they're going to have to change their philosophy a little bit now, too, to almost go more of a Saints model where they're going to rely more heavily on the running game. Maybe bring in some more help for Connor. They have Jalen Samuels, who I like a bit, but maybe draft a third guy and go 60% run and then have you know Juju and James Washington deep to open things up. But I think that what's, what's happened for them so far can't continue. Um, and to Kate's point, if it doesn't really move forward, I could see Tom on the way out in a year or two. Yeah, I think obviously, you know, four and twelve, he's getting fired. Five and eleven, he's probably, if not fired, definitely on the hot seat. Six and ten, depending on how it looks, a couple of close losses, a couple of OT losses, or something along them kind of lines, he probably gets the benefit of the doubt. Um, but if he goes, I think two, three years and doesn't make the playoffs and it doesn't look good, he's definitely gone. Um, like I said, Steelers are notorious for giving you plenty of opportunity, plenty of chance to prove yourself, but he may himself may move on. Um, I guess the common theme underlying both kind of disgruntled players, and they've, a lot of other players have come out and said it, is some issues with Big Ben. Now, he talked, he kind of does this, I threw five interceptions, I'm going to retire tomorrow saga. Um, he kind of does it all, on, it seems to be on a regular basis here in the last couple of years. Well, we kind of said, hey, Mike Tomlin's got some to blame. Is some of this going to be on Big Ben? I, I think so. If he keeps playing this card, I mean, Dave can speak to this. Watching a game when Ben, like with Road Ben, is miserable with me. I am not a happy camper. It, and you just wonder, what are you doing? And then when they, when he does have a bad performance, he starts to throw it back on the other players. He, and he's a well-seasoned quarterback. He should know he is the leader on that team. He needs to take the responsibility for it. And if he keeps playing, like I like to say, is like the woe is me card, give me attention. I think people are even more frustrated and tired of it now than they were two years ago when this was really becoming a thing that people were bringing up about him. And I don't think it's going to fly much longer, especially coming out of the past two years that they did. Yeah, I think his reputation should definitely be part of his legacy, too, that, you know, he's won two Super Bowls and they've been you know pretty successful in their run here. But to never get to the Super Bowl with Bell and Brown is pretty eye opening. And I personally think that Brown would still be there if Ben wasn't there or if Ben was a different person who was just a little bit easier to work with. Like a lot of these things do fall back on Ben's personality and him being so 
don't even know how to describe it, just difficult to work with um, and doesn't seem to adapt too well. He's had issues with a lot of different coaching staffs. To me, he's a, a quarterback whose personality held him back from being even better than he could have been. Yeah, um, I almost want to say caustic, but I don't think it's quite the word I'm yeah. looking for. I just don't think he likes change. And yeah, you're right. him being, he was so successful starting out, and they rode that for a while. Then, when I would say this really started when like the defense started to go downhill and they parted ways with Dick LeBeau, and they're bringing in other you know, coaching staff and bringing in new younger players and he's getting older, I don't think he is okay with change. Would you think by this point he would accept it? Because he's been in the league for so long, but it's strange he doesn't seem to want to. I, mean, I think it's what I think it's probably a, a solid point. Like I said, you, you watch him a little bit more in and out than I do, so you're going to know that one probably a bit stronger than I am. I think definitely it's an issue of like he's run people out of town um, as Dave's point goes, his attitude um, and some of the off-the-field stuff has to play into his legacy. Uh, you know, there were reports about teammates, about him not even knowing people's names and not wanting to know your name or anything about you. Um, I mean, I get not always knowing every dude that walks on the, on the, on the roster because some of those bottom feeder guys, you know, the 6DB may only be here for a couple weeks, but... You would think as the guy that's the captain, the leader, uh, supposed to be the you know kind of face of the franchise, that you would want to take the time to know people a little bit, uh, especially on your offensive side, preferably. But uh, then there was a story about him throw basically throwing a a play with a the fumble because he didn't like the play call. It's just not a good look. Like I said, you've had two real superstars on offense. And, do everything in their power to either not play with them or get as much money as they possibly can have to deal with them. Um, I guess we can wrap up Big Ben by going. Dave, do you think he makes the Hall of Fame? Yeah, two Super Bowls you're in. Pretty much to me it's as clear as that. I would agree. I think he gets in at some point. I don't think he gets in early. Two Super Bowls is nice. Um... My whole thing with the Super Bowl conversation is Trent Dilfer has one, and he didn't really do a whole lot. So I think I think True. it's going to be when you really compare him to his peers, because you figure he kind of fits in the same mold as Philip Rivers. Um, I guess he's a little bit younger than Breeze. You kind of look at who, who to who his contemporaries are. Um, Eli. Eli's a pretty strong comp. I mean, it's the same draft class. I think Ben's been better throughout his career. Um, and the second Super Bowl, Ben was much more a part of than the first one. The first one, his numbers weren't great. I think he had no touchdowns and two picks, but he still was pretty solid as a rookie quarterback. Well, and his first Super Bowl was a lot heavier on the run game. Yeah, much heavier. So. Yeah, I think he makes it. Like I said, I don't think it's one of those. He might. It might be year four or five. It all, it's all going to depend on who's still out there that's not, a, not in yet. Um, if he's running against, because uh, we're going to have a backlog of receiver, we've got to come with those things that'll have to get sorted out. I think he gets in. Um, if it's me between him, Phillip, Eli, I'm taking Phillip first. Um, no Super Bowls, but I think far and beyond the better player of the three. Um, then I guess it depends on whether you like Ben or Eli. I'd probably go Ben two, Eli three. Eli's got a Super Bowls, but outside those two runs, he's been pretty atrocious in the playoffs. Made two good runs, got bailed out by David Tyree catch. 
So that's why I don't always go with the Super Bowl argument. And as you said, Eli's been a dead body for the last few years. So that was a great way to put it, by the way. Um, but on the way out, I do want to ask Kate, or I want to give her 30 seconds to talk about her favorite Steeler of all time oh. on the way out. <laughs> Landry Jones. <laughs> no, that would be one of my least favorite. Davis picked on me for this for a long time that I love Charlie Batch. Charlie the Batch. The city of Pittsburgh right. loves Charlie Batch. Um, and he's a guy that when you talk about Hall of Fame, he fits the mold of just a genuine player and good person. Um, and just a guy that definitely was never going to be a starter. Didn't really have the skill for it, but he was a good backup and he was always there to come in and fill the role. And it's almost now talking about, you know, Ben and his reputation. I wish he would be more like Charlie Batch was. Very appreciative, very much there to help out and to come in and do what whatever needs to be done to, to win the game, but to be a genuinely good person. So... I love Charlie Bash. Yes, I do. <laughs> cool. Glad we could squeeze that in. Um, thanks again, Kate, for joining us. This was fun. We'll have you back on next year to talk about the Steelers and see how the season's going. Hopefully, they will be Super Bowl champs. We can all hope for a lot of things. <laughs> uh, I don't think they'll make it that mm-hmm. far, but if they do make Super Bowl champs, you heard it here first. Uh, so I do want to thank you, Kate, for coming on. Uh, as always, we would like to thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you like, rate, and subscribe. Uh, it does help us get a lot better. Uh, any comments you guys have, it's awesome. Remember, we also do the uh, kind of Twitter grab bag of topics from you guys. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at DrewFerraro88. You can find the podcast at Evo Sports Pod. And Dave, tell them where they can find you. Sure, DSanders877. Excellent. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll catch you on the next one.